NFR Extra is a weekly podcast that focuses on the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo and features icons that embody the rodeo and Western lifestyle. The sports evolved so much, and that's what's really cool to see because the horses are really evolving. We got bigger, stronger, better bucking horses, and the riders have done the same thing. It, the closest way to explain bareback riding is getting into a boxing match. You know, it's you kind of have to have a killer be killed mentality. Why multiple bareback riders slap themselves in the face before they get on the horse? I don't know. When you slap yourself and you're in the zone, it just kind of helps you glaze over. Uh, I would say I probably do it the hardest out of anybody. (laughs) I I hit pretty hard. Hey, what's up? This is Jason Aldean, and you're listening to NFR Extra. What happened to the old uh, sombrero there? Uh, Well, it was actually my brother's. I to, had to throw my straw hat away because it was completely smashed. And that I one's not far behind it. And I thought, well, this one will work. <laughs> so it's a lot if you're not used to much. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, that's awesome. How'd bucking horses go? It went really good. The college has a really good group of kids this year, and uh, it's really exciting. It was first pra- first practice um, on live horses. So was, there was a lot of a lot of good stuff that came out of it. So who's Ken got on the roster that we need to be looking for this year? Um, Cooper Heinberg, uh, Nick Pelkey, and my brother probably. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty cool seeing you at the college finals when he won that. Yeah, it was pretty darn cool to witness. So after, so he did that, and I was really happy for him, you know, and then he goes and wins the NFR Open, and I called him. I said, hey, man, you're going to have to slow down a little bit. You've won <laughs> in 30 days, but I haven't won. Oh, <laughs> you're gonna have to pump the brakes a little bit, buddy. I'm not saying stop, just slow her down. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, ease it off a little bit. <laughs> so, Jess, you're preparing for year number three at the national finals, and are you gonna try to keep everything perfect? I mean, your first two years, you've won the average, so why not just try and win it again, right? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, that's the goal when I go in there. I mean, you just take it one day at a time, I think. And, you you know, you're going to draw what you're going to draw. And only I can control what I can control. And I can't control what anybody else controls. So um, go in there. And I like to think of it as the penguins off of Madagascar. Smile and wave, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. Yeah, just, I mean, take care of my business and enjoy it while I can. I mean, shoot, I get the best job in the world in my opinion. So take it all in while you get a chance. So a day in the life, day number one, once you get the back number ceremony, award ceremony, all that stuff out of the way. So it's the first performance of the national finals rodeo. Take us through day number one, what you're doing to prepare everything that goes into getting ready for the first perp. Uh, I mean, it just depends on like, if you have autograph signings or not, like, uh, with all our sponsors, we have to sign for them if they're at the convention center or something. So generally, get up, eat breakfast. I'm a big steak and eggs kind of guy. And uh, it turns out you can find good steak and eggs out there. <laughs> and, uh, Plenty of places. Yeah. 
Yeah, so do that and then go to some autograph signings, come back, take a nap, shower, and go over to the perf. Pretty simple. And that's pretty well the routine for all 10 days when I'm there. What's your uh, getting to the Thomas and Mac and getting ready for the perf look like? So, like me and Tim O'Connell travel together. So, um, like last year, we stayed at the Virgin. Both of us did. And uh, we'd, I don't even remember what time we left because the perf moved up to what? 545 or 645 last year you were right um so we would leave at like three from the hotel and we would i don't know tim rented a little girl car because he had his kids and everything so we had to take my car because i had a challenger and uh, <laughs> nice. I'm yeah, not I mean, Prius. yeah it, it was like a 15 a day upgrade it was totally worth it absolutely <laughs> Yeah, so we did that, and I mean, just jam out to anything and everything. Tim's pretty good on the ox, so. <laughs> so we, wait, we are those listening? Through. You're jamming out on less than a mile ride. Well, traffic's horrible. Oh, okay. And me driving in the city, not a good deal. Um, I'm actually terrible at it. <laughs> <laughs> like so a cross on the road. Yeah, well, I think the first three rounds we had to drive around the block. The first day, actually, I typed my typed it in my phone because I didn't know where I was going, and we like went through the backside of campus, had to turn around, and uh, so we were a little late getting there the first day last year. But you got to look out I, for campus police too. Yeah, I know. There, well, there was one on a bike, and he was, <laughs> at us, and I was panicking, and I didn't want to roll the windows down. I was trying to do like the head head bob and everything because <laughs> in the music, and I smiling wave, like, boys. Yeah, I take a deep breath. Everything's going to be all right. So, and then Tim, he's like my dad. So he was yelling at me and it was just a terrible experience. I felt like a kid the first day at driver's ed. That's outstanding. Yeah. That was how my first round went last year, actually. <laughs> Jeez. Positive start. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything was an uphill climb from the time we got there. Oh, watching watching Tim O'Connell warm up before a regular rodeo is it wears me out, and I don't even have to do anything physical. Do you do the same warm up regimen as him, or do you just watch him and get nauseous? I mean, I do a lot of similar stuff. Um, so he has a trainer here at the college, and uh, when I first came here, I worked out with him a little bit, and so I learned a lot of like the warm up process to it, and then I kind of took my own deal and made my own warm up. Um, I do a shoulder warm up with a set of bands, um, and it's like real popular in pitching, like the MLB people. Mm -hmm. They do the same shoulder warm up as me, or I do the same shoulder warm up as them, I guess. And uh, and then do some air squats and some small stretching and start taping, I guess. But no, I I don't do as much as Tim. I don't have a vein popping out of my head like Tim does. Yeah. <laughs> Jess, I need you to explain the face slap to me. That that's I've never ridden a bareback horse, so I, I don't get that part of the intensity. But please explain to me why multiple bareback riders slap themselves in the face before they get on the horse. Uh, I mean, it's it's a really physically demanding event, you know. And it's it, the closest way to explain bareback riding is getting into a boxing match. Um, like you know, it's you kind of have to have a killer be killed mentality. I actually watched J.R. Vizane do it at the American. I don't even remember when. I was in high school, and I was like, I'm going to try that. And I don't know. When you slap yourself and you're in the zone, it just kind of helps you glaze over. 
And uh, I would say I probably do it the hardest out of anybody. <laughs> I, I hit pretty hard. But uh, in the switch. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, for real though, you got to flip the switch and it's just, I don't know. It's what you do. Okay. And you have to be slightly crazy to be a bareback rider. Let's be honest. Yeah. Touche. Not right. Well, that's like, goes back to the old uh, Mike Tyson thing of everybody's got a game plan until you get punched in the face. And well, let's start off by getting punched in the face. Yeah, pretty much. You've had a pretty stellar year, uh, not just the last couple of years, but uh, this year as well. Um, looking at your stats, some of the rodeos that you've won, Arcadia, Tucson, Guyman, Rowell Ranch Rodeo, Red, Redding, Sydney, and Houston. Dive into the Houston story. Uh, I mean, man, really to sum up the success that I've had is I drew really good at all of those rodeos, and that's well over half of it. Houston, uh, I had a great first three horses. And, um, when we went into the semifinals, I didn't draw the best, kind of drew at the bottom of the pen, and I had to go through the wild card. But um, it was just one of those deals. I, I drew good. I rode good. Like I said earlier, my job is to show up and ride the best of my ability, what everybody else does is out of my control. So get in there, smile, wave. At Houston, I'll tell you a funny story. I was actually – really mad about the horse that I had drawn in the four-man round. It was the only horse that had never been to the NFR. And there was Dirty Jacket, Good Time Charlie, and Ain't No Angel Serbies. So there are three really, really good horses. And I have a young horse of Serbies that I frankly had no idea what it was. So as they were drawing them, I was standing in there with the secretary and I was like, oh my gosh, you've got to be freaking kidding me. (laughs) I was kind of a negative Nancy for a hot second. I had to go take five minutes in the bathroom and uh, just do my own deal for a second, you know, and then went out there, did my job and everything worked out exactly how I wanted it to. And I was really shocked i got about halfway through the ride and i thought wow this thing's actually really good (laughs) so tell us a little bit about going through that wild card round because we talk about it as announcers and how hard and how stressful it is but being only two out of 12 versus four out of eight advancing in that format i mean it it has to be really stressful i mean yeah it is stressful and you're getting on i mean they are they don't make the wild card nice there it is the eliminator pin uh at the nfr and if you draw the right one everything is going to work and i was really tickled when they when they drew it for me and i saw that i had san angelo sam mm-hmm. uh, i got on him at the nfr and round three i think it was and uh so i was pretty confident that i could go make a really good ride and I can't remember if I won that round or one second, but it all worked out the way it was supposed to. I'd say so. What's it like when you get to Houston versus other rodeos? When I mean, it's an entire arena set up, but there's so much other things, so many other things going on. What is it like as a contestant when you get there? Uh, I mean, it's really cool. You know, like when you're a kid, you watch all those rodeos on TV or at least I did, and you think about being there and what you could do in that situation and everything. And uh, you walk in the building and you're going through the tunnel. And I'm kind of a curious cat, and I get there really early. And so, like, I generally walk the tunnel. And you end up in the food court and everything else, and everybody's looking at you like, dude, you got to get out of here. But uh, that's what I do anyways. But um, 
walking down the tunnel and you get into that big old stadium and it's like holy cow and uh it's it's cool i don't it kind of makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up i really don't know how to explain it until you walk down there and you walk through the out gate and you look up at the all the stands and it's four stories high or whatever the heck it is you know level seats and it's pretty crazy does the format make it easier harder how does that affect you as a bareback rider i mean you guys are getting on multiple horses there uh i mean as long as you show up and do everything that you can generally things are going to go right unless you just draw absolutely terrible um but it's hard to draw absolutely terrible when there's three horses that you get to get on you know and uh, they do a really good job there keeping all the horses pretty even um one thing i really like about houston is they have the four judges two guys are scoring you on your ride and two guys are scoring the horse one thing you know as a judge um it's really hard to watch the rider and to watch the horse at the same time so like there they get Real, like they get the scores where they're supposed to be and the placings right because they can actually judge the horse off of what it's doing and judge the rider off of what it's doing you know because ultimately like the way i look at it my goal is to take the judge's attention off of the horse i want them watching me i don't want them watching what the horse is doing so that way when then you know when they get done they think gosh dang that was a really good bareback ride and i mean that horse had to be bucking really hard to do that so it, it really makes it makes it easier, I think, um, on everybody is you're getting a true example of what the score should be. So with Tim getting injured, are you changing up your traveling plans? Do you have a new traveling partner or what, what are you going to do now? No, uh, we Tim and I both travel with Cole Franks as well. Um, we're out west for the end of the year. Uh, we have like this week is Filer and Ellensburg and Walla Walla. Um, and then we'll enter up back east to at two or three circuit rodeos at Palestine, Illinois and stuff. And then like next week's Pialup, the week after that's Pendleton. And uh, the last week of rodeo and I probably won't go anywhere. And uh, I'll actually pick up our college rodeo here in Marshall. Like we entered the we enter the big rodeos here at the end of the year. Like there's a lot of smaller rodeos going on, but everybody's tired everybody's sore horses are worn out like it's just easier to go to where they have a bunch of money added and show up in more than three decades in vegas 360 world champions have struck gold none have won more titles than the three that make up the inaugural vegas nfr icons class banners for trevor brazil charmaine james and ty murray will be permanently lifted to the rafters at the thomas and mack center and on december 1st all three will be honored at a tribute luncheon at Virgin Hotels Las Vegas. Get your tickets now. Go to nfrexperience.com forward slash NFR Vegas icons for details. Now, do you are you a guy that looks at leaderboards? I mean, would going into the national finals number one, does that mean anything to you or or you just you don't even care? I don't look at it. I mean, after 2020's NFR, I came from 13th to third by the end of it. And uh, there's there's so much money added out there. I mean, anything can change. I think there's – I was looking at it the other day because I was curious who was on the bubble. And I think there's already like eight or nine guys with 100,001. Right. And it's like, you know, one round at the NFR, you go out and win the first round, you're in the top five. Right. 
I mean, like there's a bunch of guys that are going to be in a gold buckle race if if everything works out the way it's supposed to. And um, I'm a big believer in God has a plan, and I show up, do my job. And at the end of the day, if it's supposed to be, it'll be. And if it ain't supposed to be, it won't be. Yeah, it's tight. And this is, you know, you look at talking about the standings too. You can't really get too far into that, and you know, counting your chickens before they hatch. But, you know, one or two successful rounds for anybody can change up the dynamic. But something that now it seems more prevalent in the bareback riding is there's no just runaway. You know, you look at this, go to the steer wrestling side of it. That that event always seems like one through 15. It is a full fledged fist fight, you know, all the way through. And it's anybody's game. And now in like the bareback riding, like what you're saying, there's not a whole lot of uh, of leeway for somebody to stub their toe and you don't have you know, well, I've got, you know, a hundred thousand dollars ahead of second place. I mean, it's, and, and with the caliber of guys coming up, man, I mean, that, that mindset that you're talking about going into, if you don't have that, it's, you know, somebody's going to come up from the behind and, and just take away with it. Yeah. I mean, this is the best set of bareback riders that we've ever seen, you know, from young kids coming up to the guys that have been around the block, they've had to change what they're doing. Um, to be where we're at and the sports evolved so much and that's what's really cool to see because the horses are really evolving we got bigger stronger better bucking horses and uh the riders have done the same thing you know it used to be and it's nothing against the guys in the early 2000s but if we're being honest if you worked out a bunch and didn't go party and and indulge and all of that um you were leaps and bounds ahead of most of the guys you were competing against because back then it was more of the old cowboy deal right. and to, in today's society it, it is a rodeo athlete and if you're not working out and working every day to better yourself and to be better than the next guy then they're you know you're you're falling behind and uh that's what's it's really fun to watch um I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting times, I guess, for the bareback riding. And I think it's only going to get better within the next 10 years. And, and after that, obviously too, probably. What's your dream draw? My dream draw. Shoot. I don't know. I just, like I said earlier, I smile and wave, man. <laughs> Come on. Now. Yeah. There, there's gotta be a list of three or four that you're like, okay, I'm glad you put my name next to that one at the finals. Oh, I mean, I'd really like to get on Stevie Nicks and Agent Links. I've been on X9 Explosive Skies. It's always a great time to get on Gunfire. I think that's that. I think that's probably the best horse going, in my opinion. Um, shoot, I don't know. They're all horses. Uh, everybody gets lucky to draw them every once in a while. Well, with the strength and the breeding of the horses that are coming up and talking about the physical ability that the bareback riders have to be in to compete with that, what does your weekly regiment look like? Uh, so I do a, a lot of day working when I'm at home. Uh, like the last two or three days, I've been getting up well before daylight and, and uh, having to drive 45 minutes out into the Flint Hills and we're starting to gather stock before daylight you know so it kind of takes a toll on a guy you got to go to bed pretty early um during the summertime i don't get to work out very much just because we're either rodeoing or i'm at home doing that and you got to let your body like heal um before the nfr it's workout five days a week 
lots of core and other stuff. Uh, I got a guy that makes workouts for me because uh, I'm I, the way I look at it is like Tim. He works out into a very wrestling format, you know, but he's built like wrestler. He wrestled his whole life uh, from the time he was a kid till he graduated high school. Um, so that's how he works out. And it fits his body style and his build where I didn't have that option. I'm kind of a taller, lengthier guy. So I have somebody that makes my workouts and um, I'll do that all through the winter until the spring. But pretty well when we leave in June. Uh, I don't get to work out very much just for the sheer fact we're getting on four or five bucking horses a weekend and your body needs time to recover when you are at home. Is there any sort of special recovery like stretches that you're doing or like ice baths? Is there anything that goes into that? Um, I really like to find a good wellness center uh, that have like the Cairo tubes that you can get in and you get like the sleeves. You can get them on like your hips or your legs or your arms and shoulders and stuff i really like going to those and it costs a little bit of money but i mean this is how i make my living so it's pretty cheap money in my opinion for what it makes me feel in the long run so we we've talked to multiple athletes who have had success at the collegiate level and that has taken them into a a different era of confidence when it comes to being a professional so tell us about your relationship with Ken at Missouri Valley and and your relationship with your brother and the success he's had? Uh, I mean, I, I've loved every second that I got to have at Missouri Valley College. I still have a rental house up here. I'm a volunteer assistant coach now. Um, I didn't really look at any other colleges. I knew that Ken, he had put the guys out. He had Tanner Oz and Tim at the NFR at the time when I was getting ready to go to college. And I knew that that's where I needed to go. I got up here as a good fit. Um, I could still do me when I wasn't rodeoing. And, uh, but to get his mental side of it, and he can take anybody's uh, skills and fundamentals and make it work, you know? And he knows how to take it to the next level. And the, the four years that I got to have there as a student was, it was outstanding. Um, I got to rodeo. I got to college rodeo with my brother for a year, and I think those were probably some of my favorite memories through college. Was getting to do that. I didn't make the college finals that year because I was hurt um, in the fall. I had a back injury, but getting to go to the the ones I did get to go to was pretty awesome. So you you snuck up on him uh, there in the short round of the college finals this year, and that was a. It's a great memory they put on on ESPNU for that that program. But talk to us about being there for him in the short round. Uh, so yeah, I actually turned out of Reno to go over there. I didn't quite like the horses that I had drawn, so I turned out of there and flew in to Denver and met my fiance. She picked me up and we drove up there to surprise him. We went and hung out with Coach all day, and Ty didn't really know that I was there and uh, showed up during right before the perf and. Got to surprise him, but he had Captain Hook of Kirsten Volds, and I'd gotten on that Houston. Um, I think it was the third night of my set of three. And uh, so he was kind of nervous because when I got on him, it didn't feel real good. He was kind of a bucker and long, long and away. And um, he was, I don't know, I wouldn't say thin, but winter was a little bit tough on him. So, <laughs> uh, 
anyways, but when so when I got there and I seen him, it was it was a little more promising. He was good and fat. You could tell that grass had been really good for him. <laughs> and uh, so I got to I got to pull his rigging and everything. And he's built. He kind of has a shark fin on him, is what I like to call it. To where his the break of his withers to where his shoulder blades are. It's a lot bigger difference. Like I always measure it four fingers from the front of my rig into the break of the shoulder shoulders as a normal horse on him. It's like six fingers and it makes it hurt a lot worse because he can really throw his head in the air and them shoulders drop out of there, you know? And uh, so I was telling him just cause I knew he didn't know I was coming, how he was going to have to set his rigging and everything. And to be able to pull his rigging and get to see him get in the zone, it was, it was pretty special. And, I might have shed a tear or two. I'm not even <laughs> sure if I did or not, but I, I was way more nervous for him uh, that night than I ever was at the 10th round of either NFR. Teary-eyed, smiling wave. <laughs> Woosaw. <grab laughs> Woosaw. How does uh, being engaged play into your rodeo plans? Uh, I mean, man, it's awesome. I've got... A really really good fiance she is always positive for me and she keeps me on track some i mean rodeoing's hard so every once in a while you don't smile and wave and a guy can get a little bit negative about how he's drawn or how he performed you know and she does a really good job of reminding me to stay humble and and uh to just to be me and enjoy it while i get to to stop and smell the roses because at any given time it can be taken away from you Absolutely. Yeah. Day to time, man. That's, that's very impressive. So how, how'd you swing that? Was it your guitar skills or what, how are you able to, to get a roped in? Man. Uh, so we've actually had a long line of history of me being a douchebag when I was in school. <laughs> uh, I thought I was a player. Turns out I wasn't very good at playing the game. Um, but we, we became really good friends through the Bloomer High School team for Shawnee. Her older sister was on there my junior year, and that's the year I met her. So that would have been 2016, I guess. And uh, I never would date her. She asked me to go to prom, and I rejected her. And she still Ooh. reminds me of that daily, um, that I was rude about it. But, so yeah, we I don't know. We just became good friends. She went to college at Garden City to play softball. Um, and I was here at Moval and, uh, yeah, we just kind of talked every day and, uh, after the college finals in 19, I invited her up there and she didn't come and she didn't talk to me. A little payback. Yeah. yeah. So, but I was there in Pinocchio and that was my rookie year and, uh, I did not have a passport. So she lived in Brush, Colorado and I could get a next day passport in Aurora. So I lied to her and told her that I was broke and couldn't afford a hotel room and kind of give her the pity patty story and to let her let me stay at her mom and dad's house. And uh, the rest after that was history. I just kept going back. Well played, sir. <laughs> you, you might have more game than you thought. It just took you a little while to get it going. Smile and wave, boys. <laughs> so you take it when you can get it. You want some, get some. If you're man enough, take some. <laughs> Oh, uh, shoot. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. I can't wait to uh, see what you get accomplished here this year. And I mean, what a stellar year that you've had. And and coming in at number one, it, it can't hurt uh, for that momentum that you're going to carry on. And I mean, you go for three for three for the average. And I'd love to see a gold buckle on you and, and see you be a world champion. And, and you definitely will. And it's just a matter of how many times you're going to do it. 
Yes, sir. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Thanks for sharing your time with us, Jess. Hey, you bet. Thanks for having me on. All right, buddy. Have a good day and smile and wave. All right. See you guys. All right, buddy. See you. Want to experience more of the NFR? Then visit nfrexperience.com. And we invite you to subscribe to NFR Extra on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and wherever you're listening right now. If you like what you've heard on NFR Extra, we would love it if you gave us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe.